jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! I have a business uh, pitch for everyone. For you, for our listeners, for everyone. Oh, lay it on me. Well, we're interested in marketing here at Gaylords of Darkness. We're interested in marketing at, at, at different levels, one might even say. You know, several different levels of marketing. Um, and I saw this incredible investment opportunity. Stacy Jane Ponder, did you know that in a little town called Connecticut, which I think is near you, your end of the manor, yes, uh, there is a house from a film that we watched and talked about starring one queen of the bean, the Goya bean. Oh, oh, really? Let's scare Jessica to death. The house is for sale. <gasps> oh. Here is the problem. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Here is the opportunity, ah. dear investors. It's $5 million. What? But if everyone chips in, like... Well, we have, what, what 10 A listeners? million dollars? If every one of our listeners All of our listeners in one million dollars, <laughs> we could have an actual manor. Oh. And um, the manor, which, I mean, because we live in a, we have, I guess, n- no spoilers, but this is kind of a meta manor, like the metaverse. Right. We could have an actual manor mm. drawn straight out of horror history. Mm-hmm. All we need is $5 million from everyone. $5 million? Doesn't that seem a little much? That's a lot. Because it was just like a house with a really nice uh, columnar sort of uh, tower. Uh Uh-huh. A columnar tower. (laughs) Yeah. You read that right on Zillow, huh? I did. They well, said, it's open... got a nice columnar tower. <laughs> open concept, subway tile backsplash, columnar tower, conversation pit. So I'm just saying, you can donate through the tip jar at gaylordsofdarkness.com and you could just add several commas and decibel points to that regular donate amount, and then we could live in the manor. We would open it up for no, the I housewives wouldn't. to come. We would open up for the housewives. Well, I'm sure they'd be chomping at the bit. Dear Real Housewives, <laughs> would you like to come to our house? It has a columnar tower. Signed, Gay Lords of Darkness. <laughs> No, I wouldn't open it up, but uh, could you imagine living in one of the horror houses, like the Myers house, or the Nightmare on Elm Street house, or any of these places where dum-dums like us are going to be outside taking pictures? Amityville? Amityville. Imagine those poor people. There is a reason those houses are for sale every single year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because someone's like, I'm going to live there, and it's going to be different for me. 
or they really don't have any idea. They don't. They have no idea how how horror fans are and how Doctor Crypto's YouTube blast or what I don't know. Like some fucking guy with a YouTube is gonna go and stand in front of your house and talk about how a movie was shot there. That's the horror bro you go undercover as um, <laughs> yeah. when you investigate the other side of fandom. Yeah, put on a fake mustache. <laughs> You're Dr. Crypto. <laughs> Dr. Crypto. Yeah. And then and then some poor some poor son in Amityville right. goes into their bathroom and Dr. Crypto is just sitting in the bathtub filming a YouTube video. Are there flies here? <laughs> Where are the flies? Someone's cosplaying a nun puking in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be awful. It would be so bad. Well, uh, it's something to aim for, I suppose. I'm just saying, if anyone wants to fund our transition from Cartoon Dreamscape to real-life Connecticut columnar tower experience extravaganza, eleganza, we're ready and waiting. Five million dollars. It's not that big of an ask. No one give five cents, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we just sell, if we just, maybe we'll make a new pin or a new t-shirt. We should do a t-shirt. If we sell five million pins at only a dollar, we could get it. That's an investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we could just buy the house. We could just buy it, yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm not a businesswoman. We know this. We order how many pins for how much, what cost, and we'll sell them for a dollar. We spent $75 million on pins. (laughs) We sell them for a dollar a piece. And then we buy the house. And then we buy the house. Uh, I don't have a business mindset. So we lose, we spent, what, 80, 80 million in the end, and then we lose 75 million? Yes. Look, it's not a perfect plan. We, I'm full of bad ideas. Look at the, this episode today. <laughs> that, with the movie we're going to talk about, I am full, I am constructed of nothing but bad ideas and eggs. Uh, you're, you're, you're the bye-bye woman. I, uh, honestly... Look, to jump way ahead in talking about this movie, uh, there's a, a part where Faye Dunaway says that the only way to get rid of this curse is to kill everyone and yourself, basically. <laughs> and I just thought she is talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> she has broken the fourth wall. <laughs> oh, no. And she's talking to me. Oh, wow. Because, look, it's, I will say... Okay, fine. It's out of my system now. I have passed it like unto a kidney stone or a baby. Ew. I have passed it. It was painful. You did the you did the sonar blast to break it into smaller parts so you could pee it. Sure. The kidney stone, not the baby. I, yeah, I Unless that's your choice, and I have pr- support it. My body, my choice. If I want a sonar blast, <laughs> sounds like a cereal. Sonar. What or the like fuck? a cereal is or sonar like, blast? Or like it sounds like a Nick 
Nickelodeon food, like a fruit gusher. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's an important part of the food pyramid, is Nickelodeon food. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> I, this movie is so bad. And I just thought last night, I hope you could feel the mental apologies I was sending you as I watched it last night. Because I just... <laughs> movies that like the first time i saw it i knew it was one of the worst movies i'd ever seen and yet in my memory i was like oh yeah uh faye dunaway carrie ann moss duh but also there's like a bye-bye dog and stuff and so i just it became something that i had to see again and then i watched it for this show obviously and i was like my god love yourself stacy like now is the time for self-care and the bye-bye man does not fall under the self-care umbrella this movie is terrible and i hope that people did not watch it for our show like it's not well, even fun bad it's just my god it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen the end thank you for joining us <laughs> i'll tell you stacy all five of them did watch it and now they're out a million dollars a piece on top of it <laughs> And all they have to show for it is this shitty movie. I I knew I felt it. it I was like, okay, I gotta watch this tonight. And then my thumb, because you know, I, I watched it through my Xbox because I'm a gamer bro. Yeah, you are in your chair. In my gamer chair, I was all diped up. <laughs> with your Baja blast. <laughs> my Baja blast with my sonar blast. I was <laughs> I have blasts everywhere. You uh, can tell who's <laughs> in the room. Yeah. My thumb hovered over the button that would start the movie, and I was I, it started to press down, and my brain just went, what have I done? <laughs> it was like my body's last attempt at survival, you know, yeah. or fight or flight or something. I was like, oh, what have I done? Unbelievably bad. Which, to further clarify, was something you knew. I did know, but I I thought it was going to be like a dot com for murder, you know? <laughs> the esteemed classic. This movie, quote unquote, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> anyway, those are my feelings. <laughs> so no, nothing strong. No. Well, I loved it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I no, this movie is terrible. I had a blast watching it. Oh, all right. Uh, so I I saw your astral apology coming in through the portal, and I said, "You can seal that portal. Thank you very much. I am doing fine. Just me and little bye byes over here." You, when I first saw this, the first time I saw this movie, my conclusion was this movie was written and produced by an artificial intelligence. <laughs> Do you see what I meant by that? Yes. No, that's the thing. Because, like, the opening scenes, it's it's human beings walking in front of cameras and saying lines and interacting with each other like other human beings. Like, similar to human beings. Because they say things to each other like, hello, brother. <laughs> no one says that. I say it all the time. Hello, brother. Hello, human brother. Right? 
It's all computers. I don't know. Just everything about this movie. It just feels like they took horror movie tropes, fed them into a computer, a script came out, and they filmed it. Yeah, and they got Carrie Ann Moss and Faye Dunaway to be in it. Faye Dunaway, iconic acting legend and unruly queen. Faye Dunaway is in this film. I mean, perhaps you are like unto the 2017 Stacy. Unravaged. <laughs> unravaged by the oh. pandemic. Mm. Uh, or maybe you're like the. Uh, maybe you're like the Stacy in between who was like, it's so good. Like, it's so much fun. Bye bye, man. It doesn't make any sense. What a piece of shit. And then. <laughs> anyway. How much of how much of your feelings about the Bye Bye Man? Um, how much of this, mm, as Marianne Williamson would say, this refusal of love? <laughs> yeah. How much of that is due to you rec- recognizing and perhaps um, taking it on yourself that now you are spreading the evil at a massive level? There comes with a with a podcast and a blog, Anthony. You see. Mm-hmm. There comes a certain level of responsibility, right? Uh-huh. I noticed you didn't say great podcast or blog. No. <laughs> yes. I definitely but didn't say either. A certain level of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one must be aware of what they are putting out into the world. And yeah. perhaps that is why I felt so strongly when Faye Dunaway said that the only way to get rid of this is to kill everyone who's heard about it and then kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's on top of her first warning when he opens the door and you first see her standing at the top of her stairs with a flashlight for no reason. And she says, leave. (laughs) She just keeps trying to tell people not to watch this movie. Exactly. And so I just, I, I took that very personally. Yeah. And I said, what have you done subjecting people to this? Yeah. Well, what's the cover say? Don't think it, don't say it. And then the whole movie, don't think it, don't say it. All the writing, don't think it, don't say it. That's the, the, the scene with the psychic where she's screaming, don't think it, don't say it. Mm-hmm. And you, you both thought it, and then you said it, and then you requested it of me and all five of the, everybody else. God. And now, all of us got Doug Jones up in our head. Doug Jones with his little blue electricity cracks and his skinned... Pitbull, hellhound, lion, bull, weevil, tiger. <laughs> Whatever I mean, it is. Uh, who knows what anything in this movie is? You come out of the other side of this movie. This is the only movie I've seen where it's like, they. it's like an urban legend, the Bye Bye Man, but it's completely unexplained. You have a scene in a library where someone does the research on the bye-bye man and they find a file that has two pieces of paper in it uh nothing is explained they go to faye dunaway the widow from the 1969 prologue who you think is going to explain everything she explains nothing why is there a bye-bye train why is there a bye-bye coin why is there a bye-bye dog we don't know anything who is the bye-bye man what is he uh he dresses like some like he's emperor palpatine in a tumblr artist's uh, alternative universe star wars high school movie like yes he, here's the big bad guy who got his shirt at hollister he wears yes, a hoodie. C.W. C- Dune. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, we know nothing. Nothing. They, You build a movie around this urban legend. You try to play like you're some kind of Dollar Tree candy man with the... Yes. If, if we think and speak him into existence, he's going to come and kill us. But you don't explain what the urban legend is. What does he do? He makes you hallucinate some things. One girl, he gives her bronchitis, I guess, for some reason. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> she, she, I love it. I love that that never is explained, and they never capitalize on that. It never turns into body horror. It just, after a certain, as she hears the words, bye bye man, and then every now and then in scenes, she just goes, <coughs> and that's it. Yeah, like, what? Why is there a train? Why is there a CGI train? Why do they, why are they all naked being hit by the train <laughs> in his vision? She just likes showing butts, the robot director. <laughs> May she rest in peace. She just likes showing butts. <laughs> I've never seen a movie that makes as little sense as The Bye Bye Man, and I love Kathy's Curse. Kathy's Curse <laughs> looks like a fucking Stanley Kubrick, like every single inch of this has so much meaning and is so precise, and we're going to do 150 takes to get it exactly the way it is. That's Kathy's <laughs> Curse compared to this fucking shit. Yeah, that's the old woman falling down the stairs in slow motion doing her own stunts and. <laughs> In the child. Yes. That's the 2001 level filmmaking compared to this. Maybe this is a great movie. Maybe. Now that I say all these things. Somebody went to Target and bought all of the t-shirts that have band logos on them and gave them to the And gave them to the kid from Big Love. Yeah. Yep. Because, and he must, this kid is so fucking square. Oh my. And yet he's got his Dead Kennedys t-shirt and his Dead Kennedys bumper sticker and his Dead Kennedys sticker on his guitar. And it's like he has never heard a single Dead Kennedy song in his life. Sometimes he'll shake it up with a Joy Division tee. And then the one time he listens to music, he's jamming the fuck out to Bye Bye Love. Because DJ Annihilation, Jennifer Jason Lee herself, was running the, this radio station. And she said... He's in a movie called Bye Bye Man. I'm going to put on Bye Bye Love. You love it. You love it. I think deep in your heart, you are you are refusing love and you're resisting the love, right? And deep in your heart, you have created a, a Superman-like, um, what is that fortress he lives in? Fortress of Solitude. You, are, you Your heart is a fortress of solitude. It's frozen when your heart's not open, Stacey. And you have recent, now that you have taken on, because you realize what you have done, that you have shared this on map, you are Johnny Galecki uploading the Ring chat room videotape to the internet, to YouTube, with your cult of students. And now you realize what you have done. And you are refusing love because you are refusing responsibility. But I think once you... Once you sit with it and accept that now all of us have C.W. Dune, Hollister, Palpatine trapped in our heads and we're all naked being hit by trains and we don't know why. (laughs) And we're also like, Lee Wannell, Faye Dunaway, why are you here? Now you just have to accept that you have done it and that you can go back to accepting love. I see. And you can you can warm that icy heart and let the bye bye man in again. <sighs> it's terrible, but I had a blast watching it. <laughs> well, that's good. 
Oh, I was just going to say for me, it just, it's like now in the cold, harsh light of day, it just feels like a relationship that should work. Like it makes sense on paper. And so I say, yeah, let's do this. And then we get together and it's like, something's off here. This is misery. Mm. Oh, it's like a really cute person. And you're like, you finally like, you're like, ooh, oh, we're, we're both going up to this room together at the party. <laughs> yeah. And then there's no chemistry, and you're like, but it should work. Yeah, they're sticking their finger in my eye, and I'm like, that's not where that goes. What are you <laughs> You see? Exactly. That is the bye bye man. That's the bye bye man. But I guarantee a month from now, I guarantee I'm going to be thinking about that train. I'll be like, there was a computer train. It played over the opening credits. So you think this has some kind of importance. No. Uh, Not only does it have zero importance, it is not explained at all. It's not like, oh, did you know the Bye Bye Man was a fucking conductor and he ran over something? Like, no, there's nothing. The train is completely unexplained. He wasn't a train enthusiast. Who died? Somebody gets run over by a train. That's it. Yeah, that's the only connective tissue. Mm-hmm. But it's it's essentially it feels as though the bye bye train is a specific um, herald of the bye bye man. Right. And but the other why? train was just a train. When the bye bye man is finally vanquished at the end, all of a sudden inside the house, it seems like there's a there's like train lights and choo-choo noises going through. And it's like, why? 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 And this was the director's cut. So it's not like, oh, well, they left out the entire train subplot for the theatrical release. There's <laughs> nothing. There's no explanation. Even the coin. It's like... They said all your questions are going to be answered with this definitive Snyder cut. The coin doesn't make any sense. Why is the coin there? Why is the coin there? Even in the shitty, even in shitty Annabelle 3, when they have, what, cowboy ghost coins? <laughs> and it's like, well, the coins are there because he put the coins over the eyes of the people he killed or something. Right. Like, at least in that, that's, you understand that there's coins because ghost does bad things with coins. In this, you find a coin and the coin is supposed to lead you to a nightstand and then you you open the nightstand and it says don't think it don't say it but then if you look at it close enough and open that up then there's a thing that says the name the bye bye man in really nicely ornately designed and carved letters why would you write down don't think it don't say it if this is like a stay puffed fucking ghostbusters thing right where you cannot think it you cannot say it lest it appear why would you then write his name in big letters Carving it, like, in, like, a very designed font. <sighs> Taking an excess of time, making sure your kerning is nice. Get, making sure... <laughs> what? Nothing. It's like the, the man at the beginning, this dude, is running around a neighborhood. This nerd is running Lee around Lionel, a neighborhood. Lee writer of Saw. <laughs> is running around a neighborhood going, don't think it, don't say it. And anytime he sees somebody, he's like, who did you tell about it? And they're like, I don't tell anybody. And then he shoots them. A little dweeb with his rifle and his glasses. <laughs> yeah. That's 1969, okay? Then we go to the present day. These three college kids... Two guys who are childhood friends and the girlfriend of one of them move into this house. 
And then they find a nightstand that has all this bye-bye man shit in it. And then the bye-bye man shows up. She gets bronchitis. They start hallucinating <laughs> that the the dude is ch- cheating with the girl. The psychically sensitive friend. Oh, my God. Who is absolutely, and I say this with all the love in the world, absolutely a Dollar Tree Andrea Subasati, executive editor of Room Org Magazine, co-host of Faculty same. of Horror. I shows up and is like let's have a seance and so they do and then she starts having a seizure and she's like don't think it don't say it don't think it don't say it <laughs> and then the next day somebody thinks they see maggots in her hair and it's like there's kind of a mystery but not really and then the one kid goes to the library and the librarian's like well you know in 1969 this happened and then uh, I don't even care. And then Carrie Ann Moss shows up because the maggot psychically says, psychically sensitive. She gets hit by a train. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss is there to collect a paycheck. She's a cop. We don't know like what her function is. She takes the one kid in and questions him about it. But he's like, well, it's okay to lie sometimes, right? And she's like, yeah, you're right. I should let you go. Yeah, you can go free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you reminded me of my children. And as a mother, I have feelings. Yeah. You can so go they, free. They track down Faye Dunaway, who's the wife of the nerd from the beginning. For some Who reason, just, she, she lives in the dark. Yeah, she stands in her stairwell with a flashlight ready to shine at the front door just in case anybody opens it at any given moment. <laughs> you think that she can uh, shed some light on this issue with a powerful beam uh but instead all she does she just says like well that nerd at the beginning that was my husband and he was a writer and he heard about this story and so he wrote about this story and she's like, don't, don't tell me anything about it yeah she's like don't say that don't say anything though also get out of my house and then she's consumed in computer flames yeah but it's a hallucination so she's actually okay don't worry about her then the bye-bye man is kind of there, but all he really does is point, and he has this dog for some reason who's also just there. That, like, eats people's eyes and their tongue? <sighs> but it's not a dog. But it is, but it's like a puma? But it's a dog, but it's a... got no skin. But it's part um, potato. <sighs> the dog is the least of my concerns with this film. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, it does beg the question, why the dog? Why the why the anything? Uh, Faye Dunaway is like the only way to stop this is to kill everybody who knows about it and then kill yourself. So that's what the guy does. There's a train noise for some reason. The house catches on fire for some reason, and then uh, that's the end. But one of the people is still alive, and maybe he's gonna tell Carrie Ann Moss about the Bye Bye Man. And you see the light leave Carrie Ann Moss's eyes. You see it just the flame of life extinguishes in her eyes. And you say, well, at least you helped put one of your kids through college with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And in the back of her head, she's like, another Matrix can't be that far off, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, like, that's kind of the movie. Well, that and then the ending when the precocious young child um, is, is running off to go pee in the woods outside the house as Big Love Kid, the star of the film, kills everyone and kills himself. She runs off into the woods and comes back to her dad, the brother, who's waiting outside. 
um, and he's very distressed over the death of his brother. And they get in the car and drive off, and he's laughing with his little girl, even though his brother's dead. And they leave the crime scene, and then she says, she goes, Oh, but I did stumble upon a nightstand when I was out peeing in the woods, and it had some whiting on it. And he goes, What did it say? Because he had heard the guy say, Bye, 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 bye. And he's like, Bye, bye, what? Bye, bye, what? As you would naturally ask. If someone said, if you said bye-bye, I'd say bye-bye what? <laughs> That's every time we hang up, it's always a challenge because we don't know what we're saying bye-bye to. And then, so he says, what did it, what did it say in the nightstand? And she, the last line of the movie, basically, she says, Daddy, you know I can't read in the dark. What do you think I am, a flashlight? And that's when I say, <laughs> bye-bye, man. And I take Faye Dunaway's advice. And you end it all. And I end it all. What have I done? What a fucking shit, piece of shit movie. What do you like about the Bye Bye Man? Because you were so, you've been talking about this movie for years. I do. I mean, it's so stupid. I don't know why it's made me so angry, why I didn't find it enjoyable. Because it's, I think because I had seen it before. This was my second go round. And so I knew all of its tricks. And they're just not as appealing on the second time around. Because there isn't, like, Kathy's Curse slash the child bonkersness. Yeah. It's just a bunch of things that make no sense at all. Yeah. And so the first time you see it, you're like, why was there a train? Ha 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 ha. And then the next time you see it, you're like, no, really? Why the fuck was there a train? <laughs> I need to know. I need to, like, you You are just going to not explain anything. And it's not in some mysterious, cool horror movie way that, like, leaves it open to interpret. It's like, no. Dude, I... No, it's just white candy, man. It's white Candyman, but imagine if Candyman wasn't explained. What if you if you came out of Candyman the original and you were like, why were there bees? <laughs> like that's what it would be like if they didn't explain the bees whatsoever. Didn't hint at the bees. If the bees were just yeah. there coming out of his mouth, and they didn't tell you why. That's what the Bye Bye Man is. Yep. 100%. So you, you went back and, so the first time you saw this, you were in effect hypnotized by the illusions and the enforced hallucinations of the Bye Bye Man. I was naked in front of a train. You were naked in front of a train and you couldn't, you couldn't discern reality from fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you are like Big Love Kid at the, towards the latter end of the, the last act. Mm-hmm. Where you are, you have become aware of the hallucinations, but now you are becoming angry because, because you have seen the artificiality. Yeah. And yet you feel that it is ultimately inevitable to not be able to escape him, even though you see the lies. I, wow. that's, I mean, that's the only reasonable explanation, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like the movie isn't, I don't know, you said you had a great time with it. Yeah, it was awful. It made no sense. I found it charmingly inept. Um, and you know me. I love, I love, I, mm, 
I love artificiality. That's why I liked Eaten Alive, was I liked, you know, that soundstage and just the sheer over-the-top fakeness of everything. Mm -hmm. I enjoy... I enjoy that Disneyland Palm Springs that, like, this is a very artificial thing that should not be real and should not exist. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that kind of thing. Like, um, uh, Call Me... Well, I don't know, because I can only go so far. Like, Call Me Cat, the Mayim Bialik show or sitcom that's airing right now, a remake of Miranda, a much better British show. It feels as though the entire thing was filmed by robots, like like you say about this. Like it, it feels as though all the actors are cardboard cutouts attached to Roombas that are just hovering around the set, and the cameras are just Roombas. Everything is, it's just made by Roombas. And I get mad at that show because it's so bad. But there's something, I think because this is horror... I, I just get drawn into the artifice of it all and how, by all accounts, like, they're trying to do, they're trying to do, this is, this shouldn't be any different than, like, a sinister or even maybe a ring where somebody discovers a curse, they find out about a guy, something, there are signs, and then it all leads to a inescapable end, right? This is just that, but completely incompetent <laughs> and done in the style of a Palm Springs strip club strip mall bar so i find that alluring how is it done in like a palm springs well i don't get that where everything is just plastic and false and it just shouldn't exist that's that's like me and my palm springs strip strip mall bar aesthetic where it's like this is this is not informed by reality it does not pertain to reality it has a nice gloss over it but it's just all bad and not real (laughs) I see. So I, I thought you. That... I thought you meant aesthetically, because aesthetically it looks like any other. Bad... No, not aesthetically. No, okay. uh, only in vibe. I see. When you're wa- when you're me or you, circa 2017, yeah. and you're watching this for the first time, you are expecting how is this going to tie together? This is so bad, but how are they going to tie these things together and make the naked getting hit by a train and the coins and all that make sense? Right. What flashback am I going to see to the to the to a young bye bye man? <laughs> right, you know, and his train his, enthusiast who he flips yes. his coin and it rolls onto the tracks, and he yes. gets hit by a train. He gets hit by a train, or the coin shoots off and it decapitates um, principal conductor at conductor school. It decapitates his dog. Yes, it's yes, and the dog gets skinned in the process of the decapitation, and you say, oh, I get it now. Or he, you find out Faye Dunaway was his teacher and she called him Nelly Boy and slapped him. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I want. The, you expect that. You expect... I expected, for one, one thing I loved about this movie, Miss Watkins, the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought Miss Watkins was going to put on her scoop hat and solve the case. No. She tries to help and then ultimately she just ends up, like, killing her family. And also calling Elliot and saying, Elliot, I've been having some really strange thoughts about the bye-bye man since we talked. (laughs) (laughs) As she holds a knife and her dead family's in the background. So like, yeah, you expect where is this going to go? How is this going to unfold? This is so bad. This is, it's, it's, um, it's lifetime movie horror gone wrong. And then the credits roll and no, no questions are answered. You realize nothing ties together and you say, oh, ha, 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 what a shit show. Revisiting it, however, 
There's nothing left to discover. All of your questions are still unanswered. You've seen the train, but you still don't know why it's there. You see the coin, but you don't know why it's there. <laughs> and it's just a terrible movie to sit through. Again. But then, but then, even when that is confirmed or confirmed, don't you sit there with yourself in the moments of silence, you know, sans hot dog boat, sans, you know, waiting for a new episode of Real Housewives to premiere, and you find yourself in the silence of the void and the abyss, and you're thinking... Why did that dog on the wallpaper turn and look at me in the middle of that movie? Why was that train there? Why, why, after everyone was dead at the end of the film and the brothers outside the house, why does the house catch fire and start burning down? And then the girl says, oh, we have to help them. And then he says, like, oh, the fire won't hurt anyone. Why does he calmly walk away from that when he has no idea what happened inside the house? Yeah, well, these are all questions I had on my first viewing. On the second viewing, I sit there in the silence and I just question every life choice I've ever made. But you don't do you don't arrive at a place of zen from that um, unraveling of your existence. No, because I say, why am I spending another hour and forty minutes on this when I'm just going to come out with all the same questions? (laughs) So now you are in a you are mad at the bye bye man. You are invoicing. Yeah, you just get, I I think I just get mad at the second time. There's been no growth for either me or the Bye Bye Man or our relationship. (laughs) And you and the Bye Bye Man in couples therapy. So I think first time only, there's enjoyment to be had clearly. Four years in, or however many years it's been since I saw this, I was still thinking about it. I wanted to revisit it so much so that I convinced Anthony to revisit it now i have regrets <laughs> you can't go back you can't go back don't think it don't say it they it, they told us right there i will no longer think it i will no longer say it stacy you say that now i give you a month from now two months from now no less than six months from now you're gonna say you know i was thinking about that bye-bye man no really I make. I think I'm gonna. I mean, probably. But I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make a clean break. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna say this just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Bye bye, man. But bye bye, man. Like it's just we're done. We had our time. Let's just remember 2017 and what we had. Yeah. Remember Miss Watkins. Uh, remember Mr. Daisy, the the gay landlord who's a florist. <laughs> Remember when when Bronchitis Queen said, It's like, now that I know his name, he's coming for me. (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed it, though, because on the second time viewing, like I said, I was sending out mental waves of apologies. Well, once again, I'm grateful for your consideration, but... Did I enjoy it? You have very low standards. I have to remember (laughs) this. Well, no, I'm an enigma, too, in that I have extremely high standards for specific things or things that I will take seriously. And then I have very low standards for things that I think are fun. But then I have incredibly specific standards for what I think is fun, but also bad. So it's it's unknowable. The movie, I can actively recognize it was terrible. Did I enjoy it, though? I feel like enjoyment is too strong of a word. But I had fun watching it with another human being thinking about us talking about it. Oh, good. I'll say that. I'll say that. 
that's, that's that, that tracks. Like I think yeah. that makes sense. I think had I had we had a podcast in 2017, I would be speaking very differently. I mean, I'd be saying all of the exact same things, but I'd have more of an upward intonation probably at the end. I would just be happier about it. And I would say, chances are, had we watched this together, this could be a different experience where perhaps the refusal of love would be lessened. And, uh, I mean, you turn it on, you know, and having seen it already, but, you know, my first thoughts are, where's Carrie Ann Moss? Where's Faye Dunaway? Oh my God. And then by the time they show up, you're like, you made me wait an hour and fucking ten minutes for Faye Dunaway? They are what signed me on to want to watch this movie because the whole appeal was this movie is so terrible and yet somehow Faye Dunaway and Carrie Ann Moss are in it. I forgot that they were in it by the time they showed up. Faye Dunaway doing this and I don't know what she was doing this almost made sense. Carrie Ann Moss, I was like, she was still kind of trying. <laughs> like she... she looked so unhappy. <laughs> she looked like she was held there against her will. Like, you could just <laughs> see the moment she said her last line and the director said, cut, you know she left. Yeah. Like, she just walked off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She took the wardrobe with her. How did they get Lee Wano for this? Like, I know he doesn't have the highest standards, but I'm like, he's fairly known, too. This whole thing, it's all that, I mean, did you not, on the screen I saw it on, it said from the producer of Oculus. And then when you look at how much overlap there is with a lot of Mike Flanagan's shit, it's one of those, like, probably a favor to somebody. But did it, did this even come out in theaters? Was this direct-to-video? Like, I think it came out in theaters for, like, 20 minutes. Doesn't that just seem bizarre to you? It was a different time. It's a different, 2017, was that different? Sure. I guess, but that's just wild. I mean, I've I've clearly been so conditioned by this two years in the pandemic that I don't know what before was like. Yeah. I just, I came out of this with many questions. I do want to read, because I guess this was based on a chapter in a book collecting urban legends. Um, I want to read that book. Uh, I don't know why. I just want to find out what, what, what can I know about the Bye Bye Man that was not featured in the film. <laughs> So this has created a bye-bye wormhole in my head. I'm curious about, because this was made by a couple, and then, as I noted, the director passed away last year. Um, and I'm just so curious about her and how her saga and how she got to this movie. Because she was nominated for a Stacey title, which I love, I think it's a fantastic name. She was uh, nominated for an Academy Award in 1993 for, like, um, a short she directed. And then she was like an up-and-comer from this. She did, I don't know if you remember this movie, but it was essentially like The Hunt, but not The Hunt. But it was The Last Supper with Cameron Diaz and Courtney Vance and Annabeth Gish, where they like, they play like liberal grad students that have like conservative, like Rush Limbaugh types over for dinner and then they kill them. And now I'm just like, what? They developed like a TV series, a Lone Ranger TV series with Chad Michael Murray on CW. And then they did this and then they were supposed to do some other thing. And then she tragically died. He wrote it. He was Danny Imperiali. This was written by Danny Imperiali who broke up with Fran Fine in The Nanny. She, he is the reason she became The Nanny. That she went knocking on Mr. Sheffield's door was because of the, the writer of The Bye Bye Man. And he was the husband to Stacey Title who died last year. So I became more fascinated by them and by her than I did by this entire movie. So 
She made a terrible movie, but R.I.P. Queen. Okay. Uh, I will wave to your wormhole from afar. (laughs) (laughs) You'll send a postcard. I will wish you Godspeed on your journey as you board the bye-bye train. Fully nude. Fully nude. As expected. And, uh, you, I hope you find the answers to your questions. I... (laughs) I'm just no longer going to have the questions. That's my approach. And that's the kindest answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, perhaps I'll find my answers scribbled on a nightstand drawer someday. Why did they write it in the nightstand? Why did they write it in the nightstand? Why didn't they just burn the furniture? Why would you carve his name? Why? Is it supposed to be like Freddy Krueger? Was it like a real person? and Or is he just a, a dream ghost? You know his word name? and Anyway. There are no answers. See, I can't fall into this. I can't fall into this. The only takeaway from this movie is why. <laughs> That's it. And... <coughs> 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 But see, that just leads to more whys <laughs> that they automatically attribute to the bye-bye man because they saw his name carved into a nightstand drawer. And so when she started coughing, they were like, oh, it must be the bye-bye man. Why? Why would you make that conclusion? This movie makes no sense. We have to create a fortress of solitude now to protect ourselves, Stacy. <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to turn us away from the station. And are you ready, Stacy, to say bye-bye to the bye-bye man and to say hi hi or hello hello to the chopping block? Yes. <laughs> I'm heated. <laughs> Bye bye rage. I do have bye bye rage. It's that's what'll happen. You listen. You Anthony. You watch this movie. No, never mind. You'll be like, oh, what? It's still fun. Never mind. Huh? I was gonna say <laughs> revisit it in several years, but very. It's not often that you get irritated with a movie. Yeah. So I can see you in four years being like, I don't know, I still like the train part. It's interesting because I, well, and you know that's going to happen. It's interesting because I get, I typically get more upset over movies, whereas you kind of let go and let God. Yeah. But you also are like, well, I'm just not going to walk down that path because I look out for myself. So actually, I'm the one that's resisting and refusing love most often. But you're embracing it. You have, you are the return to love. However... This time, you opened up that sensitive heart, and you let the bye-bye man in, and look what you've done. We're supposed to be on the chopping block, and we're still talking about the bye-bye man. I know! I don't know why I had... We started talking about this movie ten minutes in. I don't know why I have such a vehement reaction to it. I Here's what I anticipated. You have an anti-boner. I have an anti-boner. It's inverse. <laughs> it's just been... <laughs> Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> my Audi became an innie. <laughs> you know they used to call gay people inverts. Oh. So you're just living up to your namesake. 
There you go. I guess I, I anticipate, here's what I anticipated before I pressed play. Before, no, before that moment, before I pressed play, where I said to myself, what have I done? Before that, I just anticipated today being like, ha, 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 and then there was a dog. I don't know why, so I don't know why it made me angry. I knew, I, I guess there's just no growth. I say, listen, I've grown as a person in four years. Why haven't you? Bye-bye, man. But perhaps I should not hold him to such high standards. You're expecting growth and development from a static? Yes. A static, uh, partially prosthetic man is in a this shawl. A, is this a problem? <laughs> well, you expected something from a man. <laughs> yeah, That's your first mistake, Stacy. That's my first mistake. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> chop, 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 chop. <laughs> chopping block where we ask questions and guess what we get answers to the questions <gasps> Le gasp. that's what happens on the chopping block we have three categories of questions uh each of us has to choose a category and place our head on the chopping block i'm just doing this today uh place our head on the chopping block <laughs> you have 10 seconds to answer each question in your category five questions in the category. I'm so good at this. This is the way I do it. Uh, if you answer correctly, you win. And you say to yourself, oh, great. I answered all of the questions. There were questions posed and then there were answers. Wow. You see, Bye Bye Man, that's how it works. If you Cause and effect. If time runs out or you uh, answer incorrectly, get your head chopped off. Uh, you also have one opportunity to cry out, I want the wig! And when you cry out, I want the wig, J.B. Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 will manifest on your head. Uh, and this confuses our non-binary executioner, the heads of the... Man, when you say all these things out loud, it doesn't make any sense, does it? No, you realize that you are just absolutely at the end. I'm just, right. <laughs> I'm just saying words. You understand what the Germans were trying to do with Dada. It just, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you get the wig, you get 10 more seconds. It's words close enough. You'll figure it out. It's a trivia game. Goodbye. Who goes first? <laughs> well, Stacy, I will step up to the plate. Um, I don't know. Uh, hit me. You're going to place your head on the chopping block and I will ask you questions. That's what you're saying? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Well, you... Am I being too forward in my no. de- decisions? No, not at all. I just wanted to okay. make sure. Uh, okay. Well, you have three new categories to choose from this week. Oh, my God. That's right. I, I was at least in... I, maybe in my anger... I said, well, if the Bye Bye Man won't experience any growth or be productive... I will. I will make three new categories. The Bye Bye Man is my arch enemy now. <laughs> no, did you, did you actually make the categories or did you, is it just in your notebook? It's just don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it. In a whole spiral. Yeah, big swirl. I'm sorry. How did, when she cut, when, when flashback Faye Dunaway, who looks more like, um, 
uh, Nicole Richie, when she walks into the house in 1969 and she sees Lee Wannell and he's written, don't think it, don't say it, in a spiral on the ceiling. Yeah. Which is like eight feet higher than he can reach because he's a small man. Yeah. And he's writing it on the T. I love when people write on the wall, but they write across the TV screen too and then go back to the wall. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Three to I'm sorry. I, no observations. <laughs> I just don't understand anything. Uh, you won't. So three new categories. Three new categories to choose from. Category number one is Choo Choo Bitch. This category is <laughs> all about horror movies that take place or are centered around trains. Oh. See what I mean? I see what you mean. Category two, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was 2017. <laughs> this is all about horror movies from the year 2017. Wow. Go figure. And what? Category three, which also ties into le bye-bye man, as the French call it. I went to Juilliard for this. This category is all about actors who have won Academy Awards and then gone on to appear in bad horror movies. Oh my god! Like Faye Dunaway. This is not about, like, uh, people who were in horror movies and then would go on to win Oscars. Like, say, Charlize Theron in Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. No, no. How could we ever forget? These are people who won Oscars... And then went on to do shitty horror movies. Wow. So, your categories again are... Choo-choo, bitch! It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was 2017. And I went to Juilliard for this. (laughs) These are spectacular categories. Thank you for them. I'm really torn because I want the Juilliard. However... I feel as though I have entered a time vortex in which I do not understand what the year 2017 is or when it happened, even though that should be easy to discern. Mm, mm -hmm. I feel that this is setting me up for failure. However, out of my curiosity, I would like to take a trip down memory lane to the year 2017, please. All right. All right. I think you'll get these. I can't think of a single fucking movie from 2017. Uh, you do have a wig. Okay. Question one. Oh, right now? Well, yeah. Okay, okay. Here we go. Question one. This, the seventh installment of the Child's Play franchise, arrived in 2017. Oh, that's the, um, that's the cult of Chucky. Yes, it is. Ding, ding, ding. Oh! Oh, that was, that was 2017? hmm That was four years ago already? Mm-hmm. Wait, is that the number four? Question two. The creative team behind A L'Intérieur birthed this entry in the Texas Chainsaw franchise, which stars Stephen Dorff. <laughs> Le- uh, Leatherface. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Question three. She's gay. She's religious. She's telekinetic. She's... She's Thelma! Yes! Ding, ding, oh, ding! A Norwegian les for my heart. 
If you guys haven't seen Thelma, what are you even doing? For real. It's on Hulu, people. It's so good. Question four, see? I told you. Melanie Linsky stars in one story of this anthology film directed exclusively by women. Oh, XX. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Look, you're getting some... Yeah. 2017? I'm telling you, man. I would have thought that was, like, earlier. I thought it was later. Huh? I guess we thought different things, huh? I don't know what time is. No. Oh, look at you. This is it. This is for all of the prizes. Question five. You're getting <gasps> these, and you're getting them really quickly. Very, <gasps> very impressive. This remake of a 1990 horror movie starring then-sweethearts Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland sure was a big flop. Uh, f- uh, Flatliners. Yes, ding, ding, ding! Oh, really? Yeah, you win! Look at you! You got all of you. You got all. You got all of those so quickly. Very impressive. Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at you. That's your most decisive win ever. Ever. I'm shook. You should be. I can't believe I knew the stuff. Movie name. Because the XX, that threw me off. Melanie Linsky, what a treasure. Yeah, everyone's discovering she's a treasure. Yeah, uh, 30 years too late? <laughs> yeah. I just think it's so, um, I just love that she's endured and yet still is doing strange little things. Yeah, she does I still what need she to see wants. Jackets really badly. I've only heard great things. Me too, I don't get that channel though. I don't have the showtime, so I have to figure out how to get the Yellow Jackets. Shouldn't, no, I have a bone to pick. Shouldn't they give us that? Like, because we do that. We are the tastemakers, Stacey. Oh, my God. Shouldn't they give us yellow jackets so we can talk about? I mean, we wouldn't talk about it because TV show, we don't do that. But shouldn't they give it to us? Why, Why do I pay for a horror movie? I never thought of this. Someone is getting very large for the britches, it seems. <laughs> my, my, we've outgrown our britches, haven't we? Not everyone has cable, so give it to me. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, well. I see your true colors. <laughs> Entitled anyway. like a zoom. <laughs> oh my god, no! Mm-hmm. I'm like the influencer that's like, you're not gonna let me stay at the hotel for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Well, okay, how about that? The, put yellow jackets on a service that I have. I have every other one except that one. Well, that's reasonable. Thank you. Well, Stacy, now that I am alive, but ashamed, uh, <laughs> are you ready to step on up to the block? Yeah, man. It's, I'm gonna place, okay. Place your head, my friend, and I shall, uh, I shall uh, uh, regale you with two new categories ah. and one returning category. All right. Your, your returning category is. Who asked for this? Part two. In which you only have to name one single actor 
from a slate of completely forgettable and unnecessary remakes. Okay. All right? All right. That's your returning category. Your new categories are the My My Mams, which is all about (laughs) weirdo women in horror films. (laughs) I will perform a line from a weirdo woman in a horror film. A queen, let's be honest. Queens that we might love. And you have to tell me who she is or what she's from. Whichever comes to you first. Okay. For the most part. Uh, That's the My My Mams. And then your (laughs) next category is the Five Five Mans, in which you have 50 seconds to name five movies with man in the title. And you can include remakes. Man. Yeah. So... All that in mind, your categories are Who Asked for This Part 2, The My My Mams, or The Five Five Mans. I don't know any mans titles. You're right. I do, the men are dead to me. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with The My My Mams. So the I My can, My Mams? So I can hear these lines, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will perform. I will recite the line. And then you have 10 seconds to tell me who, either who she is or what movie she's from. Okay. Essentially. Okay? Okay. All right. You ready for this? I think so. Okay. I'm going to have to get through this now. <laughs> Number one. <clears throat> Skin disease. He was was just a little boy when it started. Didn't you see his face? (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) I was, man, that was like, that was serving Tangina. Oh, it was. It was. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was. These will be infected by other women I'm also yeah. obsessed with. <laughs> yeah. As well as my own um, severe illness. So, uh, okay. Number two. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Look at what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? <laughs> uh, what's her face from Sleepaway Camp? Aunt Martha? Ding, 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 ding! Yeah. What Rest is, in power, queen. What is her fucking deal, man? She is a very successful doctor <laughs> who dresses like a cartoon animal that solves mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> and she tied a, a string to her finger, a ribbon to her finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. It was hard to just select one line from her because yeah. every every line she delivers is gold. Yeah. All right. Um, are you ready for question three? <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> or number three. <clears throat> it was like a woman only on her on her hands and everything. It was like hair, like real dark black hair, like like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blair Witch Project. Mary Brown? Ding, 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 yeah, ding. Yeah, yeah. Mary Brown, she's an archaeologist. She's a scientist. She's a ballerina. <laughs> she's a fucking legend. 
Like a horse. Like a horse. <laughs> There's a real funny feeling, you know, like that eerie feeling. <laughs> I love that Heather says, Heather says, um, and what was, because she goes all off about this horse and the hair and how she was levitating. And then Heather tries to feed her more prompts and Heather just goes, and what was her face like? And she goes, oh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> So fucking good. I love Mary Brown. <sighs> All right. Number four. Number four. Okay. Number four. Um, someone says, thanks for giving me a ride. And, and another person says, hell, ain't no skin off my tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, the driver, the truck driver in uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp uh, 2. Ding, 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 ding. Ah! That two came in in 30 point, point, point half a second to go. Well done. Oh. Well done, Stacy. Okay. <laughs> you have come all the way to number five. Are you ready for this impersonation? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, number five. <clears throat> this one is more descriptive. <clears throat> so for this impersonation that I'm doing right now, I am doing Susan Tyrrell's face in a closet, and I'm hoping that you can hear it. From Poison Ivy 3. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, that image. That image lives in my mind. It's just burnt into memory, is it not? It is. It really is. Oh, it's so good. Look at us winning. I can't believe. I am so proud of us. We came back from. So far, our lowest point of 2022, Bye Bye Man, to emerge from the Fortress of Solitude, fully embracing love and having won the chopping block with our heads on our shoulders. And I I got to talk like Mary Brown, so I'm happy. Yeah, it was worth it for all those impressions. (laughs) My God. I just get so exhausted. The chopping block just takes it all out of me every time. And so the end of this show just ends. It's just like a, you know? Well, yeah, because we're, we're just, we're, it's the blobfish out of water. Right. It's a collapsed souffle. Because they don't look like that when they're in the water. That's right. They don't. And then out of the water, they're just like, I'm fucking melting. Why are you doing this? So you can yeah. put a picture of me on Google? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go celebrate. Yeah? Sure. You gonna go get naked and stand in front of a train? Uh, oh. com has links to all of our internet things. Mm-hmm. What more do you need? Find us on social media. Thank you to everyone who subscribes to the show. Thank you also to everyone that went on to our shop. Hey, after I pointed out, I think in our last episode, that we found a bunch of pins. And put mm. them online. And people have been buying left and right. So they're almost gone. So if you want a pen, I'd say buy it like right after you listen to this. And then that's like the last of these pens. So oh, wow. Th- thank you, everybody. We very much support or, uh, 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 appreciate your support. Appreciate your support. Now we just got to sell five million of them. For one dollar a piece. <laughs> dollar a piece. 
<laughs> and we'll be rich in columnar tower, but poor in absolutely every other way. Just one $75 million investment. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, listen. Okay. Bye-bye, man. What? <laughs> I said it. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.